the name of God, creator, redeemer and giver of life. Amen. Please be seated. Our gospel reading for this week is taken from the same chapter as last week. It's Luke 12. And you'll remember from Charles' sermon last week that that was the parable of the rich man who spent huge amounts of effort tearing down barns and putting up bigger new ones in an effort to ensure that he had enough space to store all his wealth, only to be confronted by his mortality. The punchline of the parable is when God says to him, you fool, this very night you will be asked for your soul, then who is going to possess all that you have prepared? The rich man from last week's gospel sought security in this life through storing up material wealth. Then Jesus follows immediately on from that parable with a parable we've skipped over to get to today's. But that reading from Luke 12 begins at 22 is the don't worry about life reading. Don't worry about life wondering what you are going to eat and stop bothering about what clothes you will need. Life is much more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Think of the wild flowers and how they neither work nor weave. Yet I tell you that Solomon in all his glory was never arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass which flowers in the field today and is burnt in the sun tomorrow, is he not much more likely to clothe you? See this chapter 12 so far, Jesus is saying that the security that the rich man sought in building barns to store his wealth on earth is an illusion. Jesus is saying don't seek peace of mind in the material world. Your relationship with God offers more. And then we come to today's reading, which begins, don't be afraid. Your father plans to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give your money away. Get yourselves purses that never grow old. Inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief can reach it or moth ruin it. Now I don't believe that the point of these parables is to convict us about how badly we are doing. The point of these parables is not to condemn us for having material possessions. The point of these parables is to highlight to us the folly of relying on those things to give us peace of mind. The folly of relying on these things for security. The first part of today's gospel brings is uh, starts, as so often Jesus does in his parables, with the challenge, sell your possessions and give your money away. Is this a commandment to serve, uh, to pursue a life of radical poverty? Perhaps. But it's followed immediately by an exhortation. Get yourselves purses that never go old, never grow old, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven, where no thief can reach it or moth, ruin it. It's not treasure on earth, a 
accumulate another kind of treasure. Don't seek peace of mind in material treasure because it doesn't give you what you hoped it would. The security we find in more, the security we find in better, is fleeting. I was blessed um, earlier this week to take a funeral here. Now, I've never been to a funeral where it has, was lamented that the deceased person didn't get to spend more time at work. I don't know, maybe you have. Wished he spent more time in the office. Now inevitably, and it was the case at this funeral, people recall love. Everything is remembered in terms of love offered, love received, love returned. And Bertha, whose funeral um, it was here on Tuesday, was 90. She lived a full life of joy and colour and grace and love. We know, don't we, church, that things are not as important as people. We know that relationships are a greater treasure than any possession that we have. We know that. But knowing that, it is still hard to live like that. And it's hard because so much of the overt and subliminal messaging that surrounds us is encouraging us to seek and to pursue, to gather and to consume that next thing in the hope that from that we will find happiness. I'll read you something out of an article that I often go back to when I think about this topic and it's by a theologian called Mindy McCant. And she wrote this, Consumerism has less to do with the things we consume and more to do with the act of consuming in and of itself. Consumerism is focused on the desire of desire. This joy of desiring becomes a never-ending cycle as the very act of acquisition fuels rather than satisfies the desire. For consumerism, happiness consists in the pursuit. And since there is never an end to what can be desired, the pursuit is unending. You see, we're all stuck in the cycle of unending pursuit. Whether it's big things or little things. It's not necessarily frivolous things. It can be important things like coffee and chocolate and ice cream. If you think about how you consume those important things, you can compare that to anything else. We need it. We find it, we consume it, we enjoy it, but soon it's forgotten and we move to the next thing. And before long, we're looking for the next one. Well, that's how my day goes anyway. 
There is a restlessness, there is a longing that never seems to be fulfilled. So the second part of today's gospel is about focus. It's a message about remaining focused, remaining on task. Don't be distracted. You know that the master's going to return you servants. You know that. Stay on task. And actually, after our reading finishes at verse 42, Jesus immediately expands on this idea of focus. And he goes into it in more detail, looking at the behaviour of two different groups of servants. It's worth a read, starting at verse 42. And it's interesting that if you read that expanded parable about focusing, nowhere in it is it implied that the one, the group of servants that do well and the group of servants that do badly, no one's got more knowledge in this moment. They know, they know the same stuff. The difference is that one group gets distracted from the task at hand and the other group does not. And they fall away. They get into trouble. So distraction is obviously something that Jesus wants us to guard against as we think about where our treasures lie. So then what is the antidote to being distracted in our lives now? How can we be saved from storing up treasures on earth? Saved from being fooled into believing that accumulation leads to satisfaction? Well, the great thing is... The answer doesn't lie in here, it lies in here. It doesn't lie within us, it lies with others. Today we celebrate 50 years since the planting of our beautiful olive tree out the back on Peace Sunday in 1972. And we remember 100 years since the founding of the Endowment Trust. Now each of those things began when they began in a very different form than they did now. That tree was not that tree. The endowment trust was not, did not have a huge amount of money in it when they began it. But each of those things now are a legacy to us and a reminder to us that those who were there back when, in that moment, they found the truth. They chose to reach beyond their immediate moment and we have the blessing of that today. Because the blessing in church is that church blesses us not for what it can do for us. Because in the end, if church is just about us, me, mine, and what it can do for me, church just becomes another earthly barn. But the blessing of church surely lies in what it enables us to do for others. That is the blessing of us being here together. That is the blessing of the body of Christ, the church. Because in the church, we are blessed with opportunities to work with and for others. In the church, there is the chance to find purpose beyond what we might accumulate for ourselves in our barns here on earth. Every Sunday we gather and we share the Eucharist. And in the Eucharist, Jesus calls us together to share that meal, to remind us 
of who and whose we are. And it is in the sharing together of the Eucharist that we are focused in on the truth that our being extends beyond ourselves. Because in the Eucharist we are bound to one another and to God. The church, with Jesus at its centre, is the place where together we learn that we are forgiven. And we are therefore free to forgive. We can take, it takes us beyond our hurts. It leads us in to healing. St. Augustine tells us that our hearts are restless until they find rest in God. Get yourselves purses, Jesus says. That never grow old. Fill it with inexhaustible treasure from heaven. Inexhaustible treasure. It's here. It's here. And the exciting thing is. Is that that inexhaustible treasure is not what you can get. The inexhaustible treasure lies in what this place allows us to give. Amen.